You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. Well, today I have a special guest named Colleen Biggs with Lead Up for Women, as you can see in her lovely sign in the background here. <laughs> so, Colleen, thank you for being here today. And what's good with you? Thank you, Shakina. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm always so humbled and blessed to be on others' podcasts. I remember for so long I was only interviewing people on my podcasts and I wasn't going on to others. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should start asking if I could be on other people's podcasts. So 2021 was the year of podcasting. It was super fun to get out <laughs> there and do one to many. And so I'm just blessed to be able to have the opportunity to have met you, to have conversations with you, uh, because I really feel like everyone enters our lives at the right time, you know? Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. Um, I know last year I definitely picked up on like podcasting. I had fell off for a little bit, but then I was in the the wheelhouse of trying to do more and podcasting just seems like a better fit. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for accepting the invite. Our last conversation was amazing to have to, you know, to get a little bit more know to know more about you and what you do and how you help and type of a thing. So um, tell the audience, you know, again, who you are, what do you do? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, I have quite the um, colorful past, I guess you could say. So um, I was in corporate America for 30 years. So I'm assuming your listeners can probably relate to that um, if they have a job or have been in corporate America. It's a great place to hone skills, uh, to form new habits. Uh, It really is. It's a great place where we can get a lot of technical skills, uh, people skills, uh, management skills, you know, the whole deal. And I was super blessed to be in a position where not only did I have exposure to entrepreneurs and be able to coach them through opening businesses, but also the design of facilities, brands, um, some of the marketing aspects. So for the last 22 years, I've been coaching um, and launching businesses with entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, I think the, the biggest lesson I learned from that is that we really have to meet them where they're at, right? And uh, knowing that, that's really how I've approached everything in my life is, you know, where you are is where you are. It's not who you are. And so um, getting to know people, genuinely caring and getting to know people um, and cultivating those relationships is really important to me. And so when I became an entrepreneur, I knew having a tribe of people around me to support me would be just as important. So not only did I want to create a platform for women to be safe and nurtured, have like-minded women around them to fuel them when they were down, to help them with self-esteem and self-confidence, but I wanted a platform for women to be able to step into the spotlight, expand their influence to attract the right clients. And that was why I created Lead Up for Women so that, you know, whether it be an article in the magazine or an interview on the podcast or for them to be on a Member Monday Spotlight or a Thrive Thursday Spotlight or teach a Tuesday Masterclass. Everything that they can do is about shouting from the mountaintops about what they do and telling everybody about them. That sounds really cool. Like, it sounds like you have a lot of experience, um, like you said, helping and coaching entrepreneurs. And I love what you said about meeting people where they are versus it being who they are. Um, And I think a lot of either new entrepreneurs or transitioning entrepreneurs fall into the the mindset of 
you know, this roller coaster journey is is that the failures and everything that goes along with it at times is who we are and we relate to that. Um, and it's so well, I, I always call it like a journey of entrepreneurship because it really is, especially when it comes to like your personality, knowing who you are, what you want to do, accomplish and, and just strive for. It's just one of those things that um, goes along with the, the journey of just being a business owner. Right. Um, yeah. Now you've had and you said corporate America. I know myself, I've been in um, was in corporate for over 15 years in the legal industry. And it's amazing the skill set you pick up and especially in legal like in and of itself, legal's always had that reputation of just developing those type of skills. But corporate in and of itself is just one of those. If you can navigate that, if you can manage that, if you could um, like just thrive in that, you can do just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always find that interesting and fascinating how like the, the skills you develop as a um, like managing person or supervisor or whatever position position that you're in VP or HR or whatever, how that translates into your, your business. So now, so how did you, um, like the transition, how did you transition from that to what you're doing now? Yeah, it wasn't a slow transition. Mine was a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had built the business lead up for women back in 2018, launched in 2019 and the train left the station with me hosting the radio show and going on, you know, events that I had planned 10 throughout the year to host lunch and learns and, you know, throughout different states and cities in the United States. So when the train left the station and it was going really, really fast, I couldn't hold a full-time corporate traveling um, job that I was doing at that time and um, run my business. I was literally working from 6.30 in the morning until six o'clock at night, full-time corporate. Then I would come home and work till two in the morning you know, it was really, it was a really rough time, but most of the time when you're transitioning, you're running a quote unquote side hustle, right? At the same time. But we had an LLC formed, you know, partnership. We were off and running and we were making money. We were investing. We had a lot of events going on. So um, I just leaped. I took the big old leap and I just said, here, I'm leaving. And they tried to keep me on as long as they could um, until all of my job descriptions were disseminated to five other people. My oh, one job was disseminated to five other people. It's amazing how that happens. And um, and then when I when I left, it was kind of like a big slap in the face. You know, you're really busy with your work, but then you realize, wait a minute, there's just not enough money coming in for me to like pay my bills, right? Because I guess I didn't think this through. And uh, I had a big realization, kind of a aha moment one day where I couldn't figure out why I was so frustrated because I am a go-getter and a winner and, you know, I've, you put goals in front of me and I can achieve them. And I couldn't figure out what was, what was wrong. And, and I pinned it to understanding that when we're in corporate America, based on our job description, we're, we're worth a certain amount of money to the company right? Based on our skill sets and what we do, not our worth as a person, but when you are in a job and you work for someone, they pay you what you're worth based on your job. So that's a very hard distinction when you become an entrepreneur to realize that what you're worth is how much you make, because in the corporate America world, what you're worth is what you make. So as an entrepreneur, you're worth 
a million dollars just being you, right? But uh, when you're not making any money, you feel like you're worthless. And I'm just going to be honest. That was an aha moment for me. And, And I would think that every single one of us go through this at some period of our lives where we either find out who we are or realize the worth, you know, and what we offer. And again, what we offer in services and products are, you know, unlimited um, and priceless to some of our clients. But uh, realizing that you're worth everything as it is, just being you, not how much money you make. Um, and that was a that was a tough. I would call that like a a down week, probably that I had. You know, it's interesting you say that. I was just actually speaking to a client about her prices, and mm-hmm. as new entrepreneurs it's almost, it's very attractive to price low, right? Um, Assuming that nobody's going to want to buy what I have if my prices are like really high um, or if people just can't afford me, right? There's like a whole mindset shift that happens when you open or run a business and you have to start thinking about how you want to price your services or your products or something like that. And then come to find out that, you should be pricing a little bit higher than you think you are. Right? Mm-hmm. There's so many um, like thoughts that go around it. And we ended up raising her prices later and just taking that leap and just actually doing it. Right. Because the psychological like thought around it, like the higher your prices, the quality or not quality, but more people um, just think of it as getting something better or um, I can't. The think perception. Of- sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like something yeah. free is not necessarily of quality versus mm-hmm. high t- higher ticket items are, are valued better differently. But um, it's amazing how that happens when you transition like that and just start to realize you're worth much more than you think you are. Because if you're pricing low, you have to hustle a lot. You're working mm-hmm. around, the co- uh, around the clock a lot um, until you figure out, I don't want to work. 30 hours, (laughs) you know, today. Um, But you have to, like, you you have to juggle your your schedule. You have to pay for taxes. You have to live, you know, eating. Eating is a good thing. People like Mm -hmm. to eat, right? Hot water, (laughs) food. Well, yeah, $100,000 is an entrepreneur's minimum wage, right? Because taxes and all the other things you have to pay for um, that you're not anticipating when you have a job and all of that is already taken out. So, you're right. When you when you raise your prices, you raise the vibration and energy around money, which has you show up differently because now you're matching that energy of what you're giving based on the value and the price. And then also what happens is the client that you're working with raises their vibrate their vibration and their energy based on now what they're putting into it because of the investment that they're making. So it's a win-win in all areas. If you're helping people at $200 a month, or if you are um, giving your friends and family discounts, you're doing a disservice to them because they they aren't going to appreciate or put in the work um, if they're getting it for free or, you know, money that's not sweating at all, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 So you, you transition um, fairly quickly, right? Um, and now that you, you've started this train, if you will, right, you're on this train, it's moving pretty quickly and you've trans, you've started transition. Can you name something that you had to struggle with that you overcame during the process? So we talked about 
the mindset, the, you know, skill set, mindset type of a thing. So what one thing could you identify as something that you were able to overcome that was a big issue for you? Yeah, I think one of the biggest um, roadblocks I kept running into that I didn't even realize until lately was the roadblock based on um, forgetting all of my wins and successes and skill sets and experience and wisdom of everything that I had learned over the last 30 years, thinking that it didn't apply in this big ocean, right? That I was in a, I was like in a stream before, right? And it just didn't apply. Yet I looked back and it was like, well, how did I figure out how to negotiate contracts? How did I figure out how to do this or that, right? I have a lot of skill sets. And so, um, and writing contracts, right? So I think about all of those and how I learned and self-taught myself through a lot of the skills that I had. And I could really apply any of those and make money, like pull it out of thin air, right? So um, at the time I was a personal trainer, it was a goal of mine to become a personal trainer. So I was teaching fitness classes as well as working with individuals, but that's not what I wanted to do. It's not where I wanted to have my career. That was just making some side money to pay my bills while I was working on what I really wanted to do. So realizing that I, I kept worrying about putting products or services out there or really putting myself out there to others as a coach um, because I had done it for 22 years, but I'm like, yeah, but I did in this industry. It can't possibly be the same. Yeah, it is the same. So if you're consulting someone on how to launch a business or scale a business or run a business, it's the same in every business. It really is the same, just the basic philosophies of how you sell or how you run a business. So it was very interesting to me how I held myself back for a long time. And then when people were asking me, hey, do you coach or is there a way I can work with you? Um, I finally decided to throw it out there and was just shocked at how many people said yes. So, um, so I had been working with a coach, you know, myself and I needed to be built up, built back up, I think. Um, but we all need that in our life, no matter how much experience we have, wisdom, knowledge, you know, habits, skill sets, we still feel like maybe that doesn't apply to this. And it does. We, when, when I go back and talk to my clients about, you know, how long did you say that you've been a pharmacist? How long, how many, how many clinical hours do you have? Oh, like 52,000. Yeah. So I think that you are totally skilled in this area to give advice on someone how to manage their medicine when you've had 52,000 clinical hours, you know, and you've been doing this for over 20 years and a doctor has had one semester, you know, of study in medicine. You are way closer to medicine. You understand it more, the effects, you know, how to combine or not combine, or if it's only treating a symptom or, you know, so we forget and we need other people around us to remind us sometimes, which is okay. You know, when you're, when you're saying that, I think back into like high school or college, like community college, where they say you have transferable skills. Um, they teach us or taught us that, you know, the skills that you learn in college or whatever job that you have are transferable. As we get older, we totally forget that. <laughs> we totally forget that when we're trying to, you know, transition from our corporate job to our own business, we don't realize or remember, I should say, if we were ever taught it, but remember that our skills are absolutely transferable and we don't give mm -hmm. ourselves grace to that we are capable of actually understanding just like 
you know, um, learning a new skill, new habit, new whatever, you still had to take the time and still had patience to learn whatever you needed to learn in order to do better in your job or whatever, right? There's always some Mm -hmm. sort of training that happens when you're in corporate because you have to keep your skills fresh, right? And once we get up, we we started a business, we just forget everything. (laughs) We forget that we have to stay up on our training and our skills. We forget that, you know, our 20 years experience means something, right? No matter what industry that you're going in, no matter um, who you're talking to, and especially as a coach or consultant, it translates and transfers to just about every, just about a lot of industries, really. And I just find it interesting how people tend to including myself because I did it at a point just totally forgot like all my years and experience it translates mm-hmm. <laughs> it just translates um so giving ourselves grace in knowing that we are quite capable I think is something we all need to remember from time to time to be yeah I think we get- writing it down helps a lot so go back and write down all the skill sets all the things you're good at and then write down all the things that light you up right of all those things, what really lights you up? What are the things that you love to do? Those become, you know, really your purpose and your passion of the things that you could just do all day long, every day and never get tired of it, right? Those really become your mission. Um, and it, when, when you really dig in deep and figure that out, then um, you're on your way. Outside of writing those uh, skill set, those um, things that you enjoy doing or what not down, how do you how do you think people should keep up with that? Should they go on like a a deliberate learning path um, to upgrade their skills? Or like, how would you propose a new person just stepping into entrepreneurship should keep up with what they need to know in order to move their business? I think they need to be hanging out with people that are smarter than them. If if you want me to be honest, like Mm -hmm. never be the smartest one in the room. So start surrounding yourself with people that are doing things that you want to be doing. Ask them the questions, get to know how how they did it, how they built their business. So if you want to be a coach in the uh, physical fitness, hang out with physical fitness coaches, right? Personal trainers. If you want to be in the health and wellness, start tapping into women or men that are in health and wellness, have built businesses, ask them how they did it. Um, ask them, you know, some of the areas that they wish of things they would have changed, you know, as they were building their businesses. But too many times we don't tap into those that have done it before us. And we try and take the hard road and then reinvent the wheel. And it just doesn't make sense, right? I talked to so many women that had already built female um, organizations before I built mine. And then I just added my own flair to it, different things that I wanted to do. I added things that I liked that they did, but changed the things based on what I wanted, you know, in the organization and what I felt like there was a demand for, for the women that were around me. So again, it's so important to surround yourself with people that are going to fuel your success, that can teach you. You really need to become the student. And I'm assuming if you're an entrepreneur, you already are becoming an entrepreneur because you have a passion of something that you love to do. So learn in that area as much as you can, whether it's online learning, um, whether it's courses, whether it's um, coaches that work in that specific area, whatever it may be, right? If you want to become an Instagram influencer, You might want to be hanging out with other Instagram influencers, following them, watching what they're posting, you know, and mimicking a lot of what people do. Because again, 
don't take the hard road. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Um, just duplicate it. So it's immersion and duplication. Yeah. Um, the interesting part about that is there's rarely anything there's at this point in time in our, in our generation, um, there really isn't something that hasn't been done like, like ever been done unless there's very few unicorns that are going to go out and create something totally brand new. So there's a lot of information out there that people can, you know, immerse themselves in and duplicate with, you know, and add their own twist to it. But, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel. I know so many people, I know, I know, um, I'm thinking of somebody specific, but I'm not going to call them out on that, but who has to have everything like new, something that nobody has ever done before. And he's in the process of creating it, but there's not very many people that can do that. So a lot of the things that we're passionate about or interested in, somebody's already done, right? And in order to thrive or move forward, we got to learn from those, those type of environments. So I definitely agree with you there and just like, being immersive and just rocking it with your own thing type of type of a thing. So um, very cool. So you, Oh, you have a group. So I want you to talk a little bit about what your group is about because it sounds fantastical. Last conversation we had. <laughs> so tell the audience, you know, what's what the group is about. Yeah. I've mentioned it already, but you know, lead up for women is a group for women who want to be seen, be heard and be visible. Right. So you have a brand, Um, I have female entrepreneurs are part of this group. You have a brand, you have a message, um, and here's a platform for you to share that brand and that message. And we do it in so many different ways, which I mentioned earlier, Um, events that we do every day, spotlights we do every day for members. Um, And I do that so that women can build their confidence, build their self-esteem, but they, you know, they really just need to, we need to shout it from the mountaintops. If if you don't tell anything, anyone about you and you just build a website, no one's going to come buy any of your products, right? No one's gone to my website to just click on it and found it by accident, you know, and then hired me. That's just not the way it works. I have to show up somewhere, speak on a stage, and then all of a sudden someone's contacted me on LinkedIn and said, I heard you at so-and-so event. I'd like to talk to you a little bit more. And then you connect with them and, you know, they get to know, like, and trust you when they know, like, and trust you, then um, you attract the right people to you. And that's really what Lead Up for Women is. It's a safe and nurturing environment for women to be who they are, to um, collaborate over competition, to open doors for other people, to connect you with other people, and um, to really show up. You know, it's all about showing up. I love so. that. While you were while you were talking, something came, you know, with the adage of build it and they will come. The caveat to that is build it, tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it'll come. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. So um, for those listening in, could you talk more about what you think? What What is your definition of success? Really? What does, oh my what does gosh, it look like? Everybody's you? definition of success is different. So yes. for me, it's really just, you know, freedom of um, freedom of time, freedom of choice, you know, being able to spend the time with my family Um, But success to me is having solid, strong, healthy relationships with people, Um, you know, caring about others, service uh, with others. Um, And it's not it's not about the money. You know, it really isn't. And and it's interesting because a lot of what I teach um, and my book clubs that I have and, and conversations that I have with a lot of women 
Um, I tell them if it's not about the money, you have a hobby, right? Um, but, but success to me, I don't think about raining money on my house. That's not what success means to me because if I had all the money in the world, but my husband was, you know, had cancer and two months to live, I wouldn't feel like I was very successful in life. I would feel very depleted and, um, you know, robbed of my years with him. So when we think of, when I think about success in my life, it's, it's doing what I love, but with integrity and character and honesty, um, and bringing out the best in other people so that they can realize, you know, uh, who they are and bringing out their best attributes so that they can go serve and impact the world. Perfect. Thank you for that. Um, for those going through the same transition, what advice do you have for them? Hmm. Buckle up for one. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of hard oh, days. Yeah. You know, I had a girlfriend send me this, um, this book today and this, this sums it up right here. It says there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. And I can't tell you the number of women I meet that think either hiring me as a coach is a silver bullet or, you know, um, I just, if I just get this one program, it's going to be the silver bullet to bring me all of the success and the, you know, the revenue that I want in my business. Here's the truth, right? Um, you've got to be the cog in the wheel to get the wheel turning to start. And then once it does, you want to surround yourself with people, tap into people so that you can get the education on what you need to do to go to the next level, right? To start hiring the people to help you to sell your products and services that can be duplicatable processes, those types of things in your business. There is no easy way to success. There's no easy way unless you hit the lottery, but then most people that do lose all the money anyway, um, or if, you know, you have a rich uncle that dies and leaves you a bunch of money. Great. Congratulations. But that doesn't mean you're going to be happy, right? So um, many people are afraid of success or afraid of making a lot of money because that comes with a lot of other things that they don't know. Like what happens if I made a million dollars a month? How would I even manage that money? Where would I invest it? And then before you know it, they're blocking themselves from even making that amount of money per month because they're so afraid of, well, I don't even know what that could look like in my life. So, you know, we're going to fall down a lot and we're going to make a lot of mistakes, but those are, those are what I call building blocks to learning, right? They're the building blocks for us to learn, to keep taking those steps forward. And if you are in inaction, you're going to suffer with depression. You're going to suffer with um, feeling as a failure um, when you're in action, you build confidence. When you're in action, you build wins, right? So staying in action, there's just no silver bullet when it comes to, um, you know, to building this. So surround yourself with the people you need to surround yourself with. And here's the other, probably the number one thing. You do not have to have a website. You do not have to have every marketing piece perfect. You do not have everything yes. lined up. Here's the goal go make some money. That's the goal. Number one, when you can start bringing in some revenue, you can start building your website. You can start doing all these things, but so many women take forever to line everything up. And I'm like, go get your first client. Just go make some money. I don't care if it's 200, 2000, 3000, just go start making some money. And when that money starts flowing in, you're having the wins. It's a lot easier to keep manifesting and keeping the momentum going and selling more and more it's the getting started part, right? Because everyone wants to have all this stuff perfect and your website does not make you any money, zero money. 
just it's, everyone... it's amazing how many people do that backwards, right? They want to have the shiny things. They want all the nice programs, website, all the social media things up front. But the reality is you don't need any of that to have a, a successful no. running business. I know quite a few people who don't have any of those things. Don't post on social media who aren't aware of social media, really, yeah. who don't do anything with their website. And still they're making well, well over in the high six figures. And yeah. it's just it's just not their cup of tea, really. But um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you with, you know, just get started. Go make some money. Go talk to people. Go enroll clients or whatever. But yeah, most definitely. Um, Sell a product. Do oh, yeah. something to drive something. revenue. Ex- mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, all right, Colleen. So I just want to say thank you. This has been great and amazing. Can you share um, where people can find you, what you're what you got currently going on at the moment? Yeah. So Lead Up For Women, you can find us very easily at uh, leadupforwomen.com or Lead Up For Women on all social media platforms. If you want to learn more about me personally, um, my coaching, um, all the seven different books that I've authored um, and how you can connect with me and my community as well, you can go to colleenbiggs.net. Um, and that's also um, another place that you can learn more about me um, for speaking and for all different other um, opportunities that I bring to the table. All right, cool beans. I'll make sure to put those in the show notes for everybody listening. Just want to say thank you again, Colleen. This has been great. And for the audience listening, thank you for listening. And, um, you know, we'll be around if you have any questions, concerns, comments, just whatever it is, circle back to us. Um, and yeah, thanks again. So thanks, Colleen. Say goodbye. Bye, Shakina. Thank you. Bye, everybody. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society we live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.